brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All blocks and, you know, we felt early. Some plays that were maybe be two and three, you need to get to three and four, and as the game went along, you could get a little bit more. Um, they did a nice job of uh, not changing things they do, but we kind of felt even going into it, they're you know, a quarters team, but we felt we'd get some edge pressures and single high looks and you know, getting them fitted up and just getting hats on hats, try to run some stretch plays where we bled it out, got a little thin, a little flat, and got penetration, so a couple negative plays got us, but... Uh, just in general, they I, you know they played better than us, and, and we got played better across the board. And you know, inside a little bit, we got those guys. We got good players, and they maybe have our best game. So credit those guys. They kind of won some one-on-one battles, made some good plays. Deep left, Dan Hope, Lever the Warriors. Kevin, when you guys are in a fourth-down situation, kind of what's your philosophy on whether or not to go for it in that situation? I think. Um, I mean, it's you know each each game's different weather. You know, wind, uh, situation, how you're playing. Um, you know, Coach, uh, years ago when I was working with Coach Stoops, he was very aggressive as a defensive guy because he kind of felt, you need to get the first down because I don't know if we're stopping them. And I remember sometimes I told him, I said, I couldn't believe you went for that. He goes, I, I didn't, didn't matter. I, you know, years ago, I think they were, everybody was critical. I think Coach Belichick going against the Colts went for it. He goes, whether I give the ball here or down there, he's going to score, so I need to get a first down. So are you in the mindset of you have to get the first down? Uh, sometimes, you know, we got a great punter that pooches it deep, and if the yardage gets to that three and four and five muddy area, maybe you just, you know, pooch it, pin them down because your defense is playing really strong, and you can play three or four uh, uh, snaps and get it right back. That's, you know, in our, in our plan to win, field position's big in our plan to win. Part of field position is trying to get the first two first downs, get the ball to midfield. If you bog down, punt it deep, get the defense packed down there and get it right back in midfield and start again. So, yeah. You know, I, I think it, people got an analytically. Um, people talk a lot about analytics. Um, I think football coaches look at a piece of paper, and we all sit here for hours, and we plan and script everything. I think some of the greatest coaches in our game are basketball coaches that go on feel and flow. I need a timeout. I need to go full court. I need a zone. I need to pack it in. They make adjustments, and as football coaches, you have to make adjustments. I think the really good coaches, I think Coach Day does a great job. It's feel. And you feel like I need to go get it. 
Now we still got to trust the players and execute. Run play or pass play. The day of a short yardage fourth down, we threw it. But it's a one-on-one -on -one throw. I mean, it's a high percentage throw with a really good quarterback and a really good receiver. So you can say you didn't run it for a half a yard, but it was a loaded box more than you can block and in a good one-on-one -on -one match. So I think you got to trust your gut, trust your players, trust your, gut, your judgment. Uh, and I think when you get greedy, you get burned for what it's worth. So you just got to be smart. process is different because a lot of years I've been in the box so like I don't I don't I don't like to look at at words like we we can put our video up and it says what the play is I don't want to see the words I want to get a snapshot because you got two or three seconds great where's the front set where's the extra backers what's the coverage what's the rotation did they blitz did they stunt you know and so it's like snapshot it's like flashcards you know give me a flashcard give me a flashcard so I just kind of rapid fire look at it you know you got we get several views of the game from end zone and sideline view and Initially, you're just getting a feel of the structure of what, you know, how the flow of the game. Sometimes, you know, we, you know, again, we, we get snapshots. So you start looking at cutups and you just see certain plays, you get a feel. Sometimes it's really nice to watch the flow of the game more than just this formation and how they line up to this set and that set. So it's a combination of what are they doing? Like, um, typically, you watch two or three. I, I watch two or three games Sunday night real fast. Just to, you know, there's a lot of man, a lot of zone, a lot of pressure, there's a lot of penetration, there's a lot of movement. What are you seeing just generally? And then you come in Monday and you start getting a little bit more specific. Okay, to this formation, what do you see? And then the next day, these situations, short yardage, goal line, long yardage, two-minute, coming out, what do you see? So it starts with generalization. You know, who are their best players? What are the problems? You know, this team's a pressure team. Okay, what are the pressure problems? This team's really good up front. This team's a great coverage team. What are the problems? And then you start peeling it back from there. And then Coach, what he does, he – has everyone has certain segments that okay you you know you know go, go study this and bring some ideas to the table we all talk about it together but every guy has different areas that quote is their expertise they look at every week and they'll bring some things to the table and like you know uh, you know tomorrow we'll start with short yardage and goal line okay what do you like it you know we'll bring some me and coach Fry will bring some things to the table with coach Hinton and coach Alford and then we all hash it out and go from there third and long what do you have hash it out go from there Coach, I want to ask two questions that might even go hand in hand here. One about third downs and one about CJ. The idea that maybe third downs weren't as strong as you've often had them this past week, are there common threads there? Um, and, and what were the things that you saw that maybe flustered CJ a little bit in the first half before there common threads there? Yeah, I think the first half was kind of unusual because our defense created phenomenally so many short fields that their structure, like the, after the first couple of possessions, like, well, what are they doing? I don't, I don't know. Is that is that a formation normal down call because we're out in the field, or was that ball in the 20-yard line, and that's a reduced red zone call? You know, you, you saw that to that formation, first down, third down, whatever it was. But was that a third down red zone call or a third down call? And so it was kind of hard to kind of get in the flow because you, you want those things, but it was like a, um, uh, you know, the, a blessing of, of short fields, you know, over and over and over and had a hard time almost as good as it was. Just what throws do you have? The zones are getting condensed. What runs get working? So we – and they're pretty daggum good. I think they'd only given up, what, 55, 60, 70 points in the first six games. So they're they're stout defense. So, one, you got to give those guys a lot of credit, like we said last week. Um, you know, problems on third down, I think it always just starts when our protection is good and our quarterback can – can stand in there and get through his reads and step in the throws. He's going to be pretty good. Um, 
So I'd always start with just making sure that what we're doing and helping our offensive line and, and, and whether it be the timing of throws to get them out on time, because, again, you're looking at matchups. We'd, I'd always tell – like my guys will tell you they're not beating the guy covering them. They're, get, they're beating the guy rushing the offensive tackle. Everything they're doing is relation to time and space. So how much time do you have? You can work this right all day, but you got 2.2, so you better be showing you're open because CJ's got to move because it's not lasting. So just coordinating time and space, protection timing, helping those guys out. But when protections are good, uh, they did a really nice job, like all defenses, of showing early and making him read post-snap and making the pocket work post-snap. And the really great defenses make you work, and they made us work sat- last Saturday. And these guys will this day. It's a tremendous defense for playing this week. Kevin, we know about uh, Marvin Harrison's work ethic. Uh, I want to know what you think his best physical attribute is. Hands, route running, uh, speed, obviously size, whatever, whatever. What jumps out to you? You know, he's physically and mentally matured where he's, where he's trying, but he's got to – to be as – one of his – it's an unusual skill, I think. He is as, as tall as he is, he's actually somewhat not long-legged which means he's very quick in and out breaks. Most tall guys can get a little cumbersome and long, and they're long striders. So for a 6'4 guy that has length and can go up and make plays on balls, have tremendous catch radius and great hands, he is a great top-end route runner because, you know, his legs probably match a 6-foot body instead of a 6'4 body. It just allows him to be really quick on the top-end working breaks. It's an unusual skill set the way his body is gifted, and he's able to, you know, he's got really good speed, but I think he's got unusual quickness for a young man that's that big and that that, that, that tall and long. That's my opinion as an O-line guy. Kevin, obviously you're adapting in the midst of every game to what the defense is, is doing, but how do you strike the balance between we need to make adjustments, we need to maybe do some things differently versus this was our game plan, we're going to grind it out, we're going to work it out, keep doing what we do in the midst of any game? Because clearly, the, you know, Middle of the third quarter, you guys broke stuff open against Iowa. What's the balance like as you're working through a game? It, it, it's hard um, because, again, you, we have a lot of plays, a lot of players, a lot of playmakers trying to get a lot of guys involved. I said before you can become a collage. You know, I think uh, I, I, I made a statement uh, during the game through quarter and said, hey, now what runs we really got? I said, well, Coach, let's talk about those runs we just talked about at halftime. Let's go back to those two or three. Kind of get it started. We'll be fine. Let's run those couple because you're, you feel sometimes you're searching. You know, you want so bad every play to work so well, stay on schedule, every play to be clean. And sometimes you're playing really good defenses this time of year with weather. You got to play through the muck, you know, and you got to be, you know, a golfer that's a little bit off, but you can still scratch it around and kick in the hole and make a couple ugly pars once in a while. And sometimes you got to be able to play through it. You got, but you got to be, when you're off, you can't be off and hurt yourself. And you can't have the negative plays. You can't have the turnovers. You can't have the plays that get you behind schedule. Let the defensive front tee off in, in, in third and long situations. Coverage get multiple in the looks, third and long situations. So when you're a little bit off, how can you just minimize the ugliness of it to, to strain and stay on schedule and, and find the rhythm? And uh, you know, sometimes you just got to press pause and stay calm, you know, and just, okay, let's talk about it. Now, hey, no, let's just, you know, this and this, what pass you like, what protection you feel good about, what run you like, and do your – because I think once we get our guys in rhythm, especially with CJ, you know, it's – you saw the day once he – Kind of got in rhythm, but it's it's easy to get off, just like just like those guys. My my son's a college golfer. It's easy to be really good and just get a little bit off, and it doesn't take a lot to be off. You know, I had a great coach one time years ago. It just takes a little bit to be off when you're off. You're vulnerable. We're a little bit off the other day, but we settled back down against a good defense, and 
got back on track, and that was good to see. It was good to be there. It was good to be at home. We'll get that again this week and see if we can be more, a little bit more efficient, get there uh, quicker. But those challenges are going to present, present themselves in these next five, six weeks. Uh, front row right, Kim May, let him in Yeah. Kevin, when you're going against a, a, a defense with a player like Joey Porter, I mean, do, do y'all look at it as, number one, you don't want to let that guy take away something, you know, that y'all, that y'all like to do, and yet do you – and do you also kind of like get the, uh, I don't know, the uh, adrenaline going, hey, do we want to challenge this guy? You understand what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I think it goes I back to that. that fall? I mean, yeah, I, I don't, it goes back to that, that, you know, I guess greed part, you know, just being smart. You, you can't just cross the guy off and not challenge the guy, but also you got to be smart. Years ago, we had, we had a really good win at Miami. Miami would beat Carolina. And Coach Walker said, you throw more than 20 passes, we'll lose. We can't block these guys. And, we threw two deep balls at Dre Bly, and he said, "Okay, you made your point. Don't do that ever again." You know, so I mean, you know, I mean, but you know, it ain't like I mean, Joy, Joey's a great player. They have other, the other corners equally probably overshadowed because of name is also quite. They're really good outside of corners, so our guys are going to have to to work hard to get open and and do what it takes to win the rounds. We got to deliver the ball and go on time, but you know, you 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 don't shy away from it, but you just got to be careful, not be greedy as a as a runner, as a quarterback, and as a play caller. Is, is your play that in your head also? Michigan just ran the ball down their throat. I mean, for the most part. I mean, you had some big plays and stuff. But do you do you take all that into it? Because it looks like their secondary may be the strength of their defense, and up front there may be some uh, some hay to you know bail. Yeah, and I don't know. Minnesota, you know, Minnesota, I guess, has had some injuries, but then they came back last week against the team. Now, I know with the quarterback situation, maybe the box got a little bit more loaded. Um, but you know, you know, each week, you know, you one game on the road, one game at home, they play so much off the energy of what's going to be a great crowd no matter what the kick time is, you know, and, and, the, and the energy. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to block them up front. We're going to have to be smart and make the plays outside, but we're going to get challenged across the board. And we can't back away from the challenge, but we just got to be very aggressive but very smart and calculated as we go. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You and Ryan don't script the opening drive. Has that philosophy changed throughout your career? Did, did you used yeah. to do that? Yeah, I used to. You know, uh, we uh, put the 15, and I, I felt over time um, that it, you were trying to make everybody happy. Hey, we got to get their traverse in. Hey, this guy needs a touch. Hey, make sure you run the naked to this guy. Hey, we need to get a counter play and come with the ball. And all you were a collage of plays. And then uh, over time, I, I, you know, I just, when I was up in the box, I just write down like, hey, five or six each time. And I just did it so I didn't go run, run, pass, run, run, pass, just to mix it up. Is your first play a, a, a run or pass? What you doing on second down, run or pass? Uh, just to kind of keep the defensive guy, you know, off balance. The way he couldn't get a rhythm for what you were doing. So, 
Um, I go back to that comment about you know, basketball coaches adjust where football guys have a piece of paper and follow the script. You know, and the great quote is you have a game plan, you get hit in the mouth, what do you do? You have, you know, every week here, typically, no matter what you prepare for, you get some curveballs because people are going to throw some stuff at us. So we have to adjust, have to adapt. Um, and I think our kids are very much, I think Ryan made a great comment about our players the other day. He said, I think one of the greatest skills about our team is they love to play. They love the challenge of solving problems. And, okay, look, you know, I didn't expect this guy to be as wide in this alignment. I didn't expect this defender to challenge me as much. I didn't expect this much pressure or movement up front. But now you're getting it. How do you handle it? Good teams handle it during on the sideline, during halftime, and during the game. Bad teams come in on Sunday and talk about what they should have done. And so it's just nice that we, you know, as we continue to get challenged, we keep problem solving. That's all football and offense it is, is problem solving. Kevin, I have a question about play calling. Obviously, Ryan has the, the final say, but how often do you call the play and and he says, yeah, let's do that? Is that a pretty common occurrence? Yeah. I mean, we, we you know, I don't know. I mean, no one's taking credit for anything. It's just what we do, how we do it. I mean, he's got, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's the, like I said last week, the, the grand marshal of the parade run and deal. But, uh, you know, we throw some stuff. But you got to be careful. There's not a lot of talking during plays. You know, I know for a long time having called that sometimes, you know, when the play is called before we run, hey, coach, next play, hey, you think how about a counter? Hey, do you think we need a misdirection play? Do you think we should take a shot? Move move the pocket. You know, you, you don't do that right when he's ready to. So there's, there, there's an art of when to talk because too much talk leads to clutter. Leads almost you've got a thought. I'm saying you hear something, it just, it just, it's, it's like somebody throwing you a curveball there. Like, hey, well, where's that coming from? So there's a calculated way to work together. And I, you know, we, I think we do that well. We do it really well. A lot of times, like, hey, Kevin, Justin, Tony, give me two runs, three runs this next drive. Which two do you like the best? And then sometimes he'll build the passing with that as we move down the field as we go to. So it's a collective effort. There's a little bit of talking, but uh, typically it's once the play's called, hey, you know, hey, coach, this one, if you want it, or don't say anything. It's done. But it's done before the drive, and let the flow of the game kind of go. It's my opinion. Based off Donnie and PJ's reaction, and also what actually happened, but what was whose fault was the strip sack, basically, and how did that? What was supposed to happen on that stunt? How were they supposed to handle that? Uh, it was it was to the man side, um, the way we were sliding our protection, and we knew we were going to be. Uh, in an empty formation, we actually kind of decided, like, "Hey, we're going to do this. You're going to be an empty. You're going to, you're going to get a twist here." And unfortunately, we just, I think our inside guy just kind of buried his body and got stuck on the whole man and couldn't bump it off. So, you know, it just wasn't executed properly. Two got two guys on two man scheme. Kind of felt it was a good chance it was happening, just didn't execute it. And not blaming the kid. We just got to be better now. We saw a couple times on Saturday you guys uh, ran a play where Luke and I think it was Donovan pulled. I'm, I'm not sure we've seen the center guard combo pulling back and forth. It just feels like each week there's a little different wrinkle to the run game, something you guys sprinkle in. Was that a conversation you had in the offseason to make sure you're more purposeful about that? And, and what, do you, what have you thought of the run game mix so far this year? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's different ways to, to get on the perimeter. Sometimes you try to just – gang everybody up in areas, own stretch block and work your spaces and get outside. Other times you try to use angles and really that was that's not necessarily a new play. It's just based on the structure. If if the tackle could be the puller, first puller, he has maybe it's the guard. Maybe the center has to stay on the down guy and the backside guard's pulling. Maybe the center's uncovered and he and he's pulling. So you're typically pulling one or two guys leading a little G old green spread version of of the Green Bay Packers sweep.
you know, and, and so the first puller out's the kick, second puller's the lead guy. In that case, when Luke and Donovan are pulling or, or, the, or, the, or uh, Matt on the right, first guy's to kick out and, and Luke's up on the deal. So to do that, though, you've got to be pretty good at tight end to handle that defensive end because he's a man block. You know, the tackle's got to block down to the guard. It's a man block. So when you pull guys, you've got man schemes. So your men have to block those guys. And, and it was nice to get through guys pulling, but Cade did a really good job on that DM. When your tight end can't make that block, you've got to do area zone blocking. And so it's just that's just a variation of trying to get the ball in the perimeter. Run game's been okay. It's always hard. It's challenging. No matter how well we throw the ball, people always you have to put extra guys to stop the run. And no matter who the defense is, as good as our receivers, quarterback play has been. Um, you know, the college game is wired on making a team throw the ball. So when we get our run game going, we're really, we're really good. The other day it struggled for a long time to get going, and that's why we played some muddy football for about two quarters there. But if we can get the run game going each week with the skill guys, we got a chance to be – you know, a decent offense for sure. Carter Mills, Joey Coffin, Columbus Dispatch. Tim and Ryan mentioned uh, Chip Trinham's gone on the offensive side of the ball to help your depth at running back. Just what do you make of his uh, ability as a, a running back from what yeah. you've seen in kind of a brief time? You know, we've done that back in preseason a couple of days with uh, um, uh, when um, uh, Evan Pryor went out just to, just just in case. And it looked like naturally. I mean, he's, he's a, you know, heavier load, uh, but uh, very good instincts, you know, very good hands. Uh, has played running back and in concepts, we start saying it's six-man pro, you got this. Five-man pro, you got this. Seven-man pro, you got this. This run, you got this. So he's played enough. He picks up well. Was a really good player previous college and in high school. So he looks good and you know, if needed, uh, he was doing well as at linebacker, but they're a little bit more healthy, and he was playing special teams down the road. And with our two backs having been gimpy, we thought we needed to get him back. So he's getting worked up, and I think he'll he'll, he'll move forward as we keep going and get a little play for us. Second row left, Steve Hellwagen, 24-7 Sports. Yeah, Coach, I want to ask about Jackson. It, <clears throat> this is kind of an analogy. The train's going down the track at 30 or 40 miles per hour, and he's trying to catch it and jump on the back of the train maybe eight games into it. Just how hard is it to – Bring a guy in, I know he's been in the program and everything, but for him to be performing at a high level within this offense when you guys have eight games of momentum already built up, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's hard. I mean, um, one, it's probably less hard for him because he's played a lot and he's so gifted. But just, you know, emotionally, just your, 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 your thoughts and – and as you're going through things, the stresses that you put on yourself, what you're trying to accomplish, I, I would always tell our team, like we go into situations and people talk about losing. You can't lose what you don't have. Like you, you never had this season. You've ne- we, we, we don't have this game Saturday. You can't lose it. You have to go win it. You have to go win things. You have to do things. So, you know, you can't live your life saying, what, you know, what if. You just got to deal with some things. And it's unfortunate because he's a special talent, special player, a great practice player, an awesome practice player, one of the best I've ever been around. So for him to be where it is, but, you know, the good Lord's got those plans and, you know, he's going to have a, a bright, long, great future, but short-term, selfishly, and love to get him back because he's special and a great Buckeye. So we'll see how, what the short-term goes. But, you know, at the same time, in this day and age, these, these guys put so much stress and pressure on yourselves. You try to do as much as you can to, to be there and love them and care for them more than like, you know. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.